Let's talk booze, or lack thereof. This is Stories of a Sober Girl. Welcome back to another episode of Stories of a Sober Girl. As I said in the intro, I'm Amanda, and I am a sober girl. Let's dive into episode two, shall we? Why did I start drinking? I remember a conversation with a friend who was giving me a ride home on a snowy day in high school about alcohol. I responded with, I don't understand why anyone would want to do something that you don't remember the next day. And after 20 years of drinking, I still most certainly do not understand. But I sure did it, and I did it well. My first sip of beer was at a friend's dorm room in Lincoln. I still have the Bud Light label. I think I was almost 20. Uh, I had that one beer and I was a whole new Amanda. I was able to talk to people, dance, meet people, and I wasn't socially anxious at all. So I thought this must be why people drink. Um, My 21st birthday, I refused any shots that were bought for me. I passed them on to my older friends to take because uh, I didn't want to get shit-faced. I still got wasted on the four or five beers that I had that night because uh, I was 90 pounds. <laughs> um, yeah, I fell backwards behind the bar wearing my new fancy flower slippers that a friend had bought me for my birthday. Uh, but all in all, that was, it was a, a pretty fun night, and I remember it because I didn't have any hard alcohol. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So during my early 20s, I didn't touch the hard stuff. I was scared of it. And pretty good at that time about knowing my limit about how many beers I could have without um, why did I start drinking that huge pause is because that is the question of the century I have no idea I don't know Um, I do remember having a conversation with a friend in high school Uh, We were talking about alcohol, and I remember saying that I don't understand why people would do something that they don't remember the next day. And that still holds true. I don't know why for 15-ish years that I continue to do something that made me black out. Uh, But I guess it's because I was an addict. Um, yeah, so my first beer was down at the UNL dorms and with, um, I went down there with a bunch of my girlfriends from Omaha because two of our girlfriends lived in the dorms and my first beer, I think I was 20, close to 20. I don't know. Anyway, it was Bud Light. I had that first beer and it was delightful. (laughs) All of my inhibitions were gone. I could talk to people. I could flirt with dudes. I had no social anxiety. 
and I had a blast. I was able to dance, laugh, have a great time. Uh, but that's because I knew my limits at that time. Like throughout my twenties, I was pretty good about knowing my limits and would cut myself off after three or four beers. Even on my 21st birthday, I think I had maybe four or five beers total. People kept trying to buy me shots and I would uh, give them away because uh, I was terrified of hard alcohol at the time because um, I knew it got you pretty shit-faced pretty fast and I wasn't ready for all of that business. Um, I was just ready to have a good time. So my 21st birthday, yeah, I had a few Coronas, a few Bud Lights, uh, fell behind the bar wearing my new flower slippers that a friend got me. We danced, we smoked cigarettes, but yeah, it was a good time. That's when I was able to drink booze and not be a jackass. <laughs> well, actually, I guess I wasn't drinking booze. I was just drinking beer, but whatever, same thing. Um, so yeah, shortly before my 21st birthday, I moved into a house with six other people. Our total rent was, I want to say 500 bucks. It was $150 a person. Um, math is not my forte. So whatever that comes out to, but anywho, we would throw keggers to pay our rent because we were all in college and tried to work as little as we possibly could, but still not live at home with mom and dad. Um, so yeah, we had keggers every weekend with a hundred to 200 people sometimes showing up. Uh, sometimes we didn't even know half of these people, but Hey, they paid our rent. Um, but yeah, this is where I learned how much of a depressant alcohol was. Um, we would get kegs of Bud ice because it was the cheapest, and I would be knocked on my ass <clears throat> after a glass and a half, because <laughs> I weighed 90 pounds, um, but yeah, they, after probably three of those, you would usually find me upstairs in my room with the door locked, bawling my eyes out, blaring Ani DeFranco, yeah, I, I never blacked out at this point, but I was always a sobbing mess at every party we had. Or after the bars, I remember if I went over my three or four beer limit, then the tears just came. <laughs> and they came with a vengeance. Um, yeah, so after that, I moved on to a couple more not really a party. I mean, we had parties, but I never lived alone. I always had roommates. So with roommates came parties because you know, that's what you do in your 20s. Um, yeah, so mid to late 20s, I bought my first house in Benson. And this is where the real shit show begins. Uh, I was dating a dude at the time. Uh, that moved in with me, and he was in a band, so he was gone a lot, either uh, at practice or on tour, and this is where I found wine, 
as my friend to put me to sleep every night. Um, yeah, because I was nervous being in a house by myself because I had never done that. I'd always had roommates. So trying to fall asleep in an empty house was pretty terrifying to me. And I found that if I had a couple of glasses of wine after dinner, that I would fall right asleep and sleep all night. And it was fantastic. So that's how that started. Um, and as the months went on, I just found myself drinking more and more and more and more to put myself to sleep. Um, yeah, we ended up breaking up and I found this little uh, sanctuary up the street from my house named Jake's. And it was the tiniest little bar that you could smoke in. Uh, it always had dude bartenders, which was fun. <laughs> and they were super fun to flirt with. Uh, so yeah, I made myself right at home there and spent a lot of time there, so much time that I decided to get a job there. And after I started bartending there for a while, that was where the wonderful world of shots entered my life. Uh, sneaky little bastards. I started, I think my first shot, I'm assuming was a Tuaka bomb which was Tuaka and Red Bull, effing disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. Even the smell of Red Bull makes me gag nowadays. But yeah, to be one of the cool kids, you know, all the other bartenders were shooting, so I might as well take a shot on duty. Um, but I didn't know how to shoot a shot. So I sipped my shot so I didn't get too drunk too fast, which that was bullshit. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, the Tuaka bombs led to Tuaka, to lemon drops, to all the yummy shots that didn't taste like feet and got you drunk. So, yeah. Then I found Fireball. And then I found Fireball. The devil in a bottle. So goddamn delicious. <laughs> probably not now. I think I would probably gag if I took a shot of Fireball. Uh, but yeah, Fireball made me invincible, hilarious, a fantastic karaoke singer, a great dancer, all around fun Amanda until I was not. And when I was not, I was not. I literally turned into a person I did not recognize at all. Like, I was a shell of myself. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, the days of counting beers and knowing my limit were way behind me. And now it was party till you pass out. And I basically did that every single night, um, especially when I lived in Benson. It was so easy to just go like four blocks up the street, but you know, God forbid I would walk. Sometimes I did walk um, and surprisingly never got killed on the walk home, stumble home, I should say. Uh, there was one night that a group of 21 year olds walked my drunk ass home. There was like six or seven of them 
Um, and thankfully they didn't rob me, mug me and beat the shit out of me and leave me to die. They got me home and went back to the bar. So thank God because yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, this episode is all over the place, which I knew it would be, uh, the, the first few are going to be, um, cause I'm trying to organize my thoughts and like a lot of stuff comes flooding back that I don't remember, uh, or didn't remember. And that all of a sudden I do remember. So bear with me <laughs> if I am all over the damn place. There was another time in Benson. Um, I was actually on a date, I think, the night before, and it went into the morning. Uh, we went and got breakfast, and of course, I was so hungover that I, uh, I and my anxiety was through the roof because I was so hungover. Uh, so I ate like two bites of my food, um, and then there was some sort of Benson Days festival that day. So, uh, we stopped there, um, at the beer garden after eating at, uh, not Joe's, Leo's. And so of course I started drinking at the beer garden because why not? That that's what we did. So by five o'clock, I was pretty much blacked out because I hadn't eaten anything. I was hot. Um, yeah. Uh, I entered myself into a mud wrestling competition because it seemed like a great idea. Uh, so yeah, I ran home, put my swimsuit on back up there. I remember bits and pieces of this thing. It was videotaped. Um, otherwise I probably wouldn't remember a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, my stumbling drunk ass got in a mud pit with a chick, like four times bigger than me. Uh, got my ass handed to me. People threw eggs at me. Anyway, so I got out of that, uh, got rinsed off, um, had some dude that I didn't know from Bob walk me home and stay there while I took a shower and I didn't know this dude. So he stood out there and thank God he was a gentleman and he was just there to make sure I didn't die in the shower and took me back up to the bar because clearly that's where I needed to be. (laughs) And that's all I remember that night. So yeah, there's a lot of stories that are going to come up like that, that randomly pop into my head. Um, I don't know, I joke that I have drinking PTSD, but I legit think it's a real thing because there are certain smells that will set off a not so great drunk memory. Um, and there's smells that will set off like okay-ish drunk memories. It's weird. The mind is weird and I wish I could get deeper into my brain to figure out the whys and the hows and whatnot. But here we are. So at this point in my life, booze pretty much became my buddy. And I had buddies because of it. Like if I was broke, I knew I could go up to the bars and somebody there 
or somebody's there would buy me drinks and send me home with a decent enough buzz that I could put myself to sleep. And I never thought I was an alcoholic or had a drinking problem because I never drank. Like when I first woke up, I didn't drink throughout the day. Um, I usually didn't pour my first drink until dinner. Like I would have a glass of wine that turned into a bottle of wine that led to four gigantic glasses of vodka diet. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't didn't think I had a drinking problem. Um, but yeah, I even changed my work schedules uh, so that... I could sleep my hangover off and get to work and not be still drunk or hungover. Uh, but by doing that, it just made me stay up and out later drinking more, which, yeah, <laughs> didn't fix anything. So not only was alcohol starting to affect my job and my finances, it started to inch my way into relationships. Uh, that is five episodes on its own. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to answer why I started drinking, I really have no concrete reason. Again, if I could jump into my brain and figure out what is going on or was going on or I, yeah, other than that, I have no idea. Um, I sometimes wish that I had never started drinking but then I wonder if I'd be where I'm at now if I hadn't have gone through all the crap I went through when I was drinking. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, but whatever. I'm here, I'm alive, and that's all that matters, I guess. So yeah, thank you for listening to episode two of Stories of a Sober Girl. Um, let me know what you think in the comments, and I guess like, subscribe, all that fancy stuff. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>